if you have your Bibles with you tonight, I want you to turn with me, if you would, to the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Stand with me all over the building tonight for the reading of the Word. We're going to start in verse 8. The Bible says, For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? So likewise ye, except ye utter by the tongue words easy to be understood, how shall it be known what is spoken? For ye shall speak into the air. There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. Therefore, if I know not the meaning of the voice, I shall be unto him that speaketh a barbarian, and he that speaketh shall be a barbarian unto me. Even so ye, for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, Seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church. Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. Father, for the next few moments here tonight, Lord, I just ask you to let me be but a mouthpiece for the Holy Ghost. Lord, I ask you to minister this word. Give us the spiritual ears to hear your voice in this word tonight, Jesus. Give us the spiritual eyes to see the path as you lay it out before us. Give us the godly wisdom to walk in that path. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. I want to talk to you tonight about the danger in an uncertain sound. Man, we had such an awesome time in the Holy Ghost this morning. It was just absolutely awesome. One of the best times I've ever had, praise God. And the Lord just moved and we had the word this morning, praise God. It was just an awesome word, hallelujah. And this is going to go right in line with that word tonight. There is a danger in an uncertain sound. And the Bible says here in verse 9 or verse 8, if the trumpet, Given uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? I want you to understand tonight, and I want to just drop a thought in your mind. I want to bring it to your to your uh, to your forefront of your mind tonight. How many sounds there are in the land? Let me tell you one of the most common sounds in the land, and that's the sound that. That it's all already said and done. That there's nothing to worry about, sister. Why, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Now, you say about you're three years old. Now, you ain't got nothing to worry about. What you feared of? What you scared of? Now, there ain't no fear in the Lord. Now, come on now. Why, you got it made. But let me tell you what my job is. Let me tell you what my job is. Let me tell you what the job of a man or woman of God is. It's over there in Isaiah 58 and 1. That's what my job is. The Bible said, cry. Good, good girl, praise God. 
Hallelujah. Cry aloud. Spare not. What was the trumpet for? What was it for? What was it? What did they blow that trumpet for, Sister Draper? It was for battle. Go back over to verse 9, or verse 8. Keep where you're at, Sister Draper. Don't turn that back now. Keep that where you're at. Sister, Sister, uh, 1 Corinthians, okay. What's verse 8 say? To what? To the what? To the battle. So what was the trumpet for? It was to prepare them to battle. But what if somebody want to get up there and start playing the cornet and playing some jazz, man? Oh, man, let's get with it, man. Let's play some jazz music. Come on. Oh, come on, let's start to... No, you know what? If you, if you have an uncertain sound, they knew what the trumpet meant. Listen, when you got something like that, you don't just get out and start playing the trumpet. You don't just get out and start walking up down the street playing the trumpet, man. The trumpet was a specific tool, had a specific job. Let me tell you, there's plenty of people out there to preach this smooth little smoothie little message, but there's very few of us left that will get up here and cry loud and spare not. And the Bible says to lift up your voice like a what? Why, what's the trumpet for now? What do you mean? What's the trumpet for? Why is a trumpet just to play some little some little music to make the little snake dance? Why, a trumpet just to make you uh, feel like it's time to go dancing. No. It's to prepare you to battle. Let me tell you something. Let me be the bearer of this word. Sisters, God has a lot of confidence in you. Because here you are. You're still on the scene. You're still here living in the midst of this untoward generation. But God has brought you into a place where the truth can be spoken, praise God, and He's put you in the truth. And the truth is, cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet. And what? 58.1, Isaiah. 58.1. My job ain't to sit over here and smooth on you. I'm an unpopular fella. People hate me. I'm pretty unpopular sometimes. But you know, the Bible said that I was going to be unpopular, just like we talked about this morning. The Bible says two-thirds of His people. It ain't two, the two-thirds ain't going to make it. Now I dropped a thought in your mind this morning a lot of people don't ever think of. But who was He talking about over in Zechariah? Over in Zechariah chapter 13. He said... Awake, O sword. Let's go over there tonight. Let's just go back through that for just a minute. Let's take a closer look at the Word of God. Praise God. We want to know what the Word says. Amen. We worry about what I say to the churches. Let's worry about what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Amen. Praise God. Because when you get me out of the way, when you get man out of the way, praise God, you start to get something then. Zechariah. Zechariah. It's that little old book over there that you get to just about the time the preacher quits preaching on it. <laughs> Right, right before Malachi. You got Matthew back up, then you got Malachi, and then right before that you got Zechariah. Chapter 13. Okay. You got it? Everybody say, I got it. Okay. 
Now let's look there at verse, uh, at verse, uh, uh, well, let me get over it now. Let's go over to verse 7. Now listen to what he says. So busy, so busy steering y'all around. I'm running off the road myself. Okay. He said what he says in verse 7. Now listen carefully to this word right here. Jesus speaking here. He said, awake, O sword, against my shepherd. Against whose shepherd? All right, so that's against G-S-S. Awake, O sword. What's the sword? The sword's the word. Awake, O sword, against my fellow. Against my, against my shepherd. He said, against the man that is my fellow. Hey, let me tell you something. This wasn't a man that had, did nothing against Jesus. This wasn't a man that was out of the favor of God. He said, against the man that is my fellow. That word fellow in the Greek, it means kindred man. This was a man that was pleasing God. But he said, wake, O sword, against my shepherd, against the man that is my fellow. Look what he says here. He said, smite. The shepherd. And the sheep shall be scattered. And I will turn mine hand upon the little ones. Who's going to turn his hand? Against who? The little ones. Jesus is going to turn his hand on them little ones. Stay with me. Stay with me. And it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die. All of them was going to be cut off. But two parts was going to be cut off and they were going to die. Now, who is he talking about here? Who? That's right. He ain't talking about these other buildings out here calling themselves a church. Let me tell you who the church is. The church is Jesus' name, people. Because you don't, listen, let me tell you something. You ain't even the church until you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You can be walking around calling yourself all kinds of things, but until you take on the name of Jesus and you become the bride of Christ, you ain't even the church. Because you don't become the church to become the bride. You become the bride to become the church. When you take on his name in baptism, you become his bride. When you become his bride, then you become the church. That's what puts you in the body. And so this is his people. He said, awake, O shepherd, against my shepherd. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, the man that is my fellow. We're talking about a man that's preaching for Jesus. We're not talking about some guy on a TV show out here calling himself Mr. Johnny Preacher, Mr. Doctor So-and-so, Triple Doctor This, Triple Doctor That, all that kind of stuff. We're talking about somebody that's preaching to Jesus' people. He said, my shepherd, if it's his shepherd, honey, he's he's preaching to God's people. But he said two-thirds of his people, two parts therein, ain't going to make it. So when you go to churches and you look around you, in, the, in our circles, in the circles of our people, two-thirds of them people ain't going to make it. I didn't say that. Jesus said it. We're going to look at that here in just a minute. Let's look further. He said, and it comes to, he shall come to pass into all the land, saith the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die. But the third shall be left therein. He broke them into three parts. 
a third shall be left therein. Now listen to what he said. And I, who's I? Jesus will bring the third part through the fire. As I said before, there's a message in there that I preach called the three baptisms. They ain't just two baptisms. The Lord revealed that to me here a while back. It's awesome stuff, isn't it? It's awesome, ain't it? Let me tell you about the three baptisms. Sister, you missed this message, but it's a good one. And you're going to know it's the truth when I tell you. The Bible says, except man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Isn't that right? Now, that's word, 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 because we're a word church, right? Word, amen. Now, did John the Baptist, he said, now, I verily baptize with water. But there's one among you, the latchets of whose shoes I am unworthy to unloose. I'm not worthy to unloose. And he shall baptize you with what? The, the Holy Ghost? Uh-uh. That's a common mistake. Very common. He said, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. It ain't the fire of the Holy Ghost. It ain't the Holy Ghost fire. It's with the Holy Ghost and with fire. In the Greek, it's separated out two distinct different things. There's two baptisms that Jesus does, and there's one baptism that man does. Man baptizes with water. But the Lord baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now, we know that the Holy Ghost is a manifestation of Jesus, and He gives the Holy Ghost. He's the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. He fills with the Holy Ghost. He baptizes with the Holy Ghost. This is an example right here of Jesus baptizing in the fire. How are we chosen? In the furnace of affliction. Isaiah 48.10 says, I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. Listen, many are called. As a matter of fact, all are called, but few are chosen. There's people even in our ranks that have been in the church for decades, their whole lives, that are called but are not chosen. Now, I had that same look from your sister this morning. (laughs) But I'm going to tell you like I told her. Bear with me just a minute because you know I'm a word man. You know me long enough to know I'm coming from the Bible. Okay. Many are called but few are chosen. But he said, I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. There's a lot of people that's filled with the Holy Ghost. He's baptized them with the Holy Ghost. But let me tell you, these people he's talking about over here in Zechariah, those people were in the church too. Those people were baptized in his name because they were the church. His shepherd was preaching to his flock, and they were baptized in Jesus' name because that makes them the church. And he said he smote the shepherd, and the sheep were scattered, and he said he'd turn his hand on the little ones. You know what that means? Fire. It's fire time. He cut them off. And the Bible says that two parts of them that was cut off died. They're the ones that say, well, evidently... The devil's sitting over wagging his head. Well, <laughs> I guess your God sold you out now, honey. Oh, where's this God now? Why, where's he at now? 
Look at man. If I, listen, I ain't got no money. I can't. If God wanted me to go to church, honey, God would give me more money. I mean, ever get me? He don't care. That's the ones that die. They fall away and die. It means they not dead, falling over dead in physical, but in spiritual. But let's look at the third part. He said, but a third shall be left therein. And I will bring them through the fire. There's the baptism in the fire. This is the final test. Many are called, but few are chosen. That's the fire baptism right there. Now, what's it say over there in 1 Peter 4.12? Beloved. Go ahead. That's all right. That's okay. That is to try. As though some strange thing happened unto you. See that, Sister Draper? He's talking about it over there in First Peter. He said, Beloved, think it not strange. The fiery trial that is to try you. Not that might try you. That is to try you. As though some strange thing happened unto you. Peter understood. Hey, that's one of the baptisms. This is where you're chosen. Listen. Anybody can be baptized in Jesus' name. Anybody can get the Holy Ghost. Praise God. But I'm going to tell you. There's, and that's good stuff. Oh, woo, yeah, that's good stuff. Oh, make you dance in the aisles, make you jump up and down, holler hallelujah and praise God. Hallelujah. That's good stuff. But I'm going to tell you something. Jesus is going to know what you're made of. It's the ones that can go through the fire. Hallelujah. It's the ones that will hold on to Jesus as He walks through the fire with you. Hallelujah. When your world falls in, when everything gets up and runs off, when you ain't got nowhere to look, nowhere to hide, everything falls in around you, it's those that can still say, I'm here, Jesus. Here I am. Praise God. It's those that can still say that. Praise God. They're the ones that's going to make it. Devil, you can try it all you want to. I'll slap the taste out your mouth, devil. You better get on out of my way. i got a sermon to preach here tonight. Praise God. Y'all just bear with me a minute tonight. Church, I'm looking at a bunch of firewalkers here tonight. You know what? It's one thing to say I'm called. But it's another thing altogether to say I'm chosen. I know I'm chosen. Hallelujah. Because I'm gone through the fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm still serving Jesus. Oh, there's a many a time I could have thrown in the towel and said, That's it. That's it. I can't take it no more. But I'm still trudging. I'm still blazing a trail for Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, church, I may not have a thousand people in this congregation. I may not have hundred dollar bills falling out of my pockets, but I'll tell you right now, what I got's the truth. What I got's a powerful stuff. Praise God. What I got's real. Hallelujah. What I got's a revelation in that word. God showed me what He's saying. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so there's three baptisms. That's the third one. And that's one of the most important right there. That's the make it or break it thing. That's where you get chosen. That's the proving grounds right there. It's the fire. And Jesus does both of those baptisms. He said, He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. 
Now notice, the fire always, always comes last. Always. Because without it, without the Holy Ghost, you ain't going to make it through the fire. He said, I and you, you and me. He goes through the fire with you. It's the Holy Ghost in you that keeps you. He said, the Holy Ghost would be your rearward and say unto you, here's the path. Walk ye in it when you stray to the right or to the left. When you start going this way in the fire, going that way. No, 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 no. Here's the way. Stay. Here's the path. Walk ye in it. Come on. This is the way out. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the Holy Ghost first. But the fire's coming. Because you can't be chosen without it. You're going to be tried in the fire. Now read that rest of that to me, sister. Right there in Zechariah. It's seven. starts in seven. And it goes on down there to verse eight and nine. Right there. All the land. And I, he said, and I will bring the third part through the fire. Go ahead. Yep. Who shall call on them? They shall call. You know which ones that is? That's the ones that's gone through the fire. That's the ones that can make it through the fire. When you come through the fire, honey, he said, they shall call on my name. Hallelujah. Read the rest of that. Praise God. Hallelujah. I will hear them. Go ahead. Hallelujah. So when you get through the fire, he'll say, oh yeah. Oh, when they call on me, I'll hear them. And I will say, that's my people. That's the ones with me. They're the ones that stayed with me through the thick and the thin. You're the ones that got up and run off when the going got tough. They're the ones that said, I'm with you, Jesus. Oh, we're going through the fire, you know. Yeah, I'm through, I'm with you. Oh yeah, I'm not fireproof, but you just have to care fire steams for God because I'm going, I'm with you. I'm with you. He said, well, there's my people. If you can't go through, listen, let me tell you something. Everybody can say, oh, well, I just, oh, I love that man of mine. And, oh, I love my wife. He's so sweet. Oh, so wonderful. All that smoochy, moochy, smoochy stuff. That's all fine, well, and good. But you know the, you know the strength of a marriage? The strength of a marriage is when something falls apart and you still love each other. When something goes wrong and you still say, I love that man of mine. When she realizes you're not perfect. Now, I'm not talking about me, of course. But she says, when she realizes that you're not perfect, and she's still with you the next day. You scare me when you say that. Quit that. I want autopsy. Brother Bain, I want autopsy. You know, that's when you find out who's really with you. Did you know everybody just loves you so much you can't even put it into words when you've got pockets full of money? People knock on your door to tell you, I've never met you before, but I know I love you. I mean, I can look at your house and look at all you got. I'm just, I love you. You're like, what? What? Oh, yeah. I want to be your friend. Jesus sent me to you. I need some money. <laughs> but all of a sudden... Your money runs out? You are a low life. I knew it. 
I knew it from the very beginning. I hated you to start with. Now I hate you even more. What? But I'm that same guy last week. Oh, no, you've changed. Oh, no, you have changed, honey. Oh, you broke now. (laughs) Yeah. What? You know what? Jesus loves me. And he loved me when I was worse than I am now. Can you imagine? All right, y'all shut up now. Don't start praising God now. Y'all, y'all wasn't Pentecostal five minutes ago. I don't want to hear it start up now. <laughs> Break in the Holy Ghost right now. Yeah, I see. Start talking about donkeys. People start getting Pentecostal up in here. I'm going to Yeah, amen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I got proof, man. I got this stuff recorded. <laughs> yeah. Can I get a witness? Sure can. Here you go, right there. <laughs> amen. But you know, church, I'm going to tell you what. The message is not always an easy one to hear. But the Lord warned us about that. He said in the last days, He said, men will not endure sound doctrine. Amen. Now, I want to tell you, church, we need to have the same mind. We need to have the same heart. We need to be preaching the same word. We don't need to be smoothing it up with this world. We need to cry aloud and spare not. What are we supposed to be preaching? What is it we're supposed to be preaching? Is that right? Where do you find that at? Is that somewhere like in the Bible? I mean, is it like somewhere in the Bible? Is that in the Bible? Is that right? Where's that at? Oh, okay. (laughs) Is that right? Wow, praise God. That's good stuff. Praise the Lord, man. See some sisters helping one another out here tonight. Well, y'all are cheating. Woo, I'm telling you, Lord, help them tonight. Amen. But you know where that other one is? And, and Sister Sandy was just getting ready to tell us where that one's at. And you didn't even know it, but what you were, you just told me, but you didn't realize you told me it was over in Acts chapter uh, 242. Is, uh, is, is that where you just told me where it's at? Check and see if I'm right. It's uh, probably somewhere over there around Acts 242. Sister Sharon, give me that. Acts 242. Yes. Uh, now, who, who, who was that that did, did, did that? Was that a bunch of crazy people? Was that a bunch of nut, nut, nuts or what? Who was that? That was the apostles. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, which was what? Repent, be baptized, everyone in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, which is the promise, uh, uh, which is, uh, 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 for the remission of your sins. And the Bible says that it is a promise unto you and your children and all those that are far off. One of the very first scriptures that uh, Carl Draper ever really got a hold of, uh, and we, we went right over there from there, we went over and talked about the, the, the promise, praise God, the Holy Spirit of promise, right over at Ephesians chapter uh, 1, verse 13, praise God. Light started going off, bells and whistles, praise God. Because it's rightly dividing the Word. That Word is as clear as a bell. 
but you just got to get a hold of the keys to get in there. It don't have to take no doctrine of theology. Look at me. And I know y'all are looking and saying, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I see how you get it, but this is the truth. It don't take no doctor's degree. What it takes is the Holy Ghost, and it takes Jesus teaching you. I'm glad I learned it from Jesus. And when he gives you them keys, when he gives you a golden nugget, there ain't nothing like it. I just can't wait to rush down to the church and start passing them out. Praise God. Amen. It ain't no wonder I'm broke. Because every golden nugget God gives me, I just run over and give it away. But you know that's what it's all about. That's what I delight myself in, praise God. Now you see, that, that look you had a while ago, which evidently runs in your family, Because it was just this morning, I got that same look from your sister. But now that it's, now that you see it, you see it. You know, when God showed me that just a little while back, about that third baptism, I was like, man, I've read that, Lord, for years, and I never really got it. Lord says, stick around. There's more. Amen. I love it when he does that. I love it when he does that. It may seem simple to some folks, but I love it. Praise God. Because who am I? Who am I? Lord, that you should consider a dead dog such as I am to sit at your table. Amen. And to be even talked to or considered by the king. Hallelujah. That you would come into this little church and walk around with your glory abounding in this house. Who am I that you would consider me in this little spot on the world's map to come in the midst of this place and light us up like you do? Man, how many other folks can you say had a king visit their place tonight? What's that? I mean the king. Yeah. There ain't many places in the grand scheme of things that can say they've rubbed elbows with a king. What? I got to see the queen. Oh, I got my picture took with him. (laughs) I see the king three times a week. And I'm moving in with him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm moving in with him. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. He's fixing a place for me. He's coming back to get me. I'm moving in with him. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> you stay here with the queen. I'm going with the king. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Now, let me tell you, church. If somebody has a heart for God, they'll endure that sound doctrine. They'll endure that hard message. I'm not here to tell you about how good it is all the time. I'm here to tell you how tough it's going to get. It's going to get tough. You're going to make it, but you better be prepared because it's going to get tough. I'm here to tell you the battle is coming. I'm here to tell you we're headed for war. It's not a war of the nations. 
But I want you to understand something in the Word of God. You've heard this for many years, but I'm going to bring it to your understanding right now. The Bible says, nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Let me tell you what that's talking about. It ain't talking about America coming against Russia. It ain't talking about that. It's talking about America coming against America. It's talking about the kingdom of, of God. That's talking about kingdom against kingdom. It's talking about uh, uh, Europe coming against Europe. It's talking about uh, Syria coming up against Syria. It's talking about people rising up against their own country, their own land, their own people, their own people of authority. It's talking about an implosion of every nation, kindred, and tongue. You can look and see it coming now. Get in the news and you can see it. Look last year alone how many people rose up and put and ousted their leaders. Killed them. Nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Still happening. It's going to keep happening. It's going to get worse. But church, if I'm up here making an uncertain sound, if I'm not making a distinct sound, if I'm not sounding a trumpet but I'm up here playing a flute, you ain't going to get the message. If I'm up here just, well, you know, well, it could be, you know, well, I don't know, well, homosexuality is not, you know, saying, well, yeah, you know, well, that's kind of a gray area, you know, because we have some rich ones in the audience, and, you know, it's kind of gray, because, you know, because I'm, you know, wanting a new car and a bigger house, and so, you know, I mean, well, you know, it's gray area, you know. I'll let God deal with that. Sorry. I don't write the rule book. Here's the rule book. I'm just the messenger. But let me tell you. Here's the danger. Here's the danger. I want you all to go to Ezekiel with me. I want you to go over here to Ezekiel with me, will you please? Chapter 33. I want you to look carefully at this scripture. I'm going to close here real soon. Uh, It won't be daylight when you leave, I promise. Now, we're going to go to Ezekiel chapter 33. How many of you know people don't like to hear the truth sometimes? I know that every one of you have sat under my ministry, and I know that every one of you have had some sore feet from time to time. And it wasn't from the shoes you had on. <laughs> Look at verse 4. Listen carefully to me tonight, because this is, the, this is where the rubber meets the road right here. Then whosoever... Heareth. Let's just go on up there. Verse 2. Son of man, speak to the children of thy people. And say unto them, when I bring the sword upon a land. Awake, O sword. Awake, O sword. Against my shepherd. This is what he says here. If I bring the sword. When I bring the sword upon the land. If the people of the land take a man of their coasts and set him for their watchman. If when he seeth the sword come upon the land. He blow the trumpet and warn the people. Hello church. I am a watchman. 
and I see the sword coming. It's coming. I can see it coming. And I can see you, my sisters and my friends, my people. You're my people. We're brothers and sisters. You're my kin. We're grafted in to Jesus, man. You're my sisters. He said, if when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet. Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet. Then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. It's on you. He heard the sound of the trumpet and he took not warning. His blood shall be upon him, but he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. Y'all with me so far? Let's go further. But if the watchman see the sword come and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned if the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity. See, that don't, that don't save the iniquity. That don't save uh, the person that's in the iniquity. He's still going to die. But listen to this. Guess what? And taken away any person from he is taken away in his own iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. Let me tell you of an assurity, I don't have a choice in the matter, folks. This is a serious, serious, serious thing. It's for all the marbles. And I'd rather have you hate me all the way to heaven than have you love me until you get to hell. Then you sure not going to hate me. Listen, man, whatever somebody can do to get you home, if it beats you up, drags you up and down one side and down the other, whatever it takes, and I say the same thing to Jesus, Lord, I'll come up on the high. Whatever it takes, Lord, if you got to bash my brains out, you get me home, Jesus. This is a vapor, man. That smooth talk ain't going to get you nowhere. Listen to what it says. So thou, O son of man, O man, I have set thee a watchman under the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. You want to know why I rush over here to tell you every time Jesus tells me something? Here it is right here. This is it. This is why. Thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die. If thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood will I require at thine hand. Now, does that sound like he's just smoozing around and just kind of having a just lackadaisical conversation? He's putting it on the line. Is he beating around the bush with this cat? Is he telling? Is he talking to Ezekiel? Is he saying, now listen, listen, fella, listen, buddy. Okay, now, come on. It's going to be all right. Okay, now. No. He said, let me tell you what, pal. This house going to be 
This is how God does it, man. How in the world did it get from that to this smooth garbage that's going all over this land? How do you get from this to that garbage that they're preaching for salvation out there? Well, it's okay, sister. Do whatever you want, it's all right. Oh, no, it ain't. Oh, no, it ain't. You ain't reading the word I'm reading. I ain't got a choice in the matter. You need to pray for me. You need to pray for me. Because this ain't an easy place to stand in sometimes, folks. I'll tell you right now. God ain't never pulled no punches with me. He never pity cake, patty cake with me. But get over here. What do you think you're doing? I mean, the closer you get to God, buddy, the hotter it gets. I mean, uh, man, the closer you get to Jesus, the more He expects from you. And you, boy, He don't put up with no nonsense from me. I'll tell you right now. He'll let me know right now. Boom! What do you think you're doing? Get over here. Then I'll slap you in the next year. Get over and do what I told you to do. He didn't pull no punches with John and them either. Peter said, what about him? He said, don't worry about him. You just do what I told you to do. Get over and feed my sheep. If I want him to live forever, he'll live forever. Don't worry about him. You just get on over and do what I told you to do. God's told me that a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. If you could see me in the Spirit, you see battle scars all over me. Yeah. I ain't ashamed to tell you, man, because I know what I am. You know, I joke around, kid around with y'all a lot because y'all know me. But I'm going to tell you, I know who, I know what I am. I know what I am. I ain't fooling myself. Man, but for God, go I. But for the grace of God, go I, buddy. I'll tell you right now, how in the world he ever picked me out, I have no idea. He must know something I don't know. But now here it says, verse 9, Nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked... Of his way to turn from it. If he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity. But thou hast delivered thy soul. Therefore, O son of man, speak unto the house of Israel. Thus ye speak, saying, If our transgressions and our sins be upon us, and we pine away in them, how should we then live? Say unto them, As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn it, or that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye. Turn ye from your evil ways. For why will you die, O house of Israel? God ain't taking no delight killing his people. God ain't taking no delight sending somebody to hell. He knows it's for eternity. But that don't mean he ain't going to do it. Therefore, thou son of man, verse 12, say unto the children of thy people, the righteousness of the righteous. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. Here's one of the most key scriptures in the whole Word of God that talks about that once saved, always saved nonsense. He said, Say unto the children of thy people, The righteousness of the righteous shall not deliver him in the day of his transgression. You see that? As for the wickedness of the wicked, he shall not fall thereby in the day that he turneth from his wickedness. Neither shall the righteous be able to live for his righteousness in the day that he sinneth. You can be righteous all you want to. In the last day before you go home, turn evil and wicked and you're done. This one, this once saved, always saved nonsense is a lie. Who you reckon that's from? He said, when I say unto the righteous, verse 13, 
that he shall surely live. If he trusts to his own righteousness and commit iniquity, all his righteousness shall not be remembered. But for iniquity, for his iniquity that he committed, he shall die for it. Again, when I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die. If he turn from his sin and do that which is lawful and right, if the wicked restore the pledge, give again that he had robbed, walk in the statutes of life without committing iniquity, he shall surely live, he shall not die. None of his sins that he hath committed shall be mentioned unto him. He hath done that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live. There it is in a nutshell. Church, we have a certain sound. The Bible tells us in verse in 1 Corinthians 1 and 10. Grab that for me, somebody. 1 Corinthians 1 and 10. Got it, Sister Draper? Go ahead. See that? You see that? See what I'm trying to say? We can't be speaking different messages. You know what's going to take holiness to make it home, Sister Sandra? You know it's going to take commitment to make it home, Sister Draper. You know it's going to take diligence to make it home, Sister Sharon. You know that? Sister, it's going to take purity. It's going to take holiness. It's going to take lining up with the Word of God to make it home. Sister, you know that? It's going to take faithfulness, even in the fire, to make it home. Do you all understand that? We need to be speaking the same message. We don't need to be leaving the church. Ladies, we don't need to be leaving the church and going out there and putting on pants. Because you're not making a certain sound. You're speaking different messages. But the Word of God says, I beseech you, brethren, that you what? Speak the same thing. See that? I'm not picking on you, sister. You know we love you. But I want you to get on that dress thing. I mean that. Get on it. Help her. Ladies, y'all help her find some dresses she can work in. Somebody can find it. It's important. Because we don't want to send a mixed message. Amen? Man, Sister Draper, I can tell you what, she's a finder. And that's one of the, that's one of the, that is one of the recruitingest people I've ever met in my life right there. She is a recruiter from paradise, buddy. It's one of her gifts. I never in my life seen somebody that could just walk in a place, not know a person, walk out there with everybody in the place. There's talents. God give us talents according to our several abilities. Amen. Yes, praise God. And so I tell you, we got a we got a mission we need, and we'll talk about that right before we dismiss after church after the message. But uh, what we need to be speaking the same thing. 
We need to be carrying the same message. Amen. And we are going to win more souls in the year 2013 than we've ever dreamed of. Amen. The Lord's already showed me that. The Lord's already showed me that. He's been speaking to me a lot about the year 2013. It's going to get really good. Really good. I mean it. I've already heard from God on this year. And it's fixing to get really, really good. Praise God. I'm not here to smooth and all that kind of stuff. I'm here to wake the people of God up. I want us to stay alert. You know what? I have found I don't need to smooth on everybody. Because Jesus does it for me. <laughs> Praise God. Even before we get started, the Holy Ghost comes in and just rubs all over everybody. And gets them all fluffy and warm and cozy. And I just feel so good. Praise God. And then the Lord says, okay, now let them have it. <laughs> they can take it. See, this is part of that fire. But first comes the Holy Ghost. Amen? See how that works? I mean, the Holy Ghost just lights you all up, gets you glowing like a little glow worm, praise God. Then you can handle some of that fire, some of that meat of the Word, praise God, and you can take it like a grain of salt and say, you know what, that's right, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. for. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost all over me, praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, it's been a good day. It's been a good day, praise God. The Lord has been good to us today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. Ooh. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. It just, just, it just makes me want to jump shout. Praise God. So good to see you, sister. I tell you, man. Just so good to see you. So good you're here tonight. Praise God. Just makes me want to run up down the street screaming hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Church, there's a storm coming. Get your armor out. Polish it, man. Put it on. Don't just care, will you? Put it on. I don't know if she's told you, sister, but we've started a, a, a conference prayer every night, conference call. Here's your sign. <laughs> Here's your number. 7.30, you dial that number on your phone. And it's going to tell you to punch in a code. And you punch in that code and you'll come right into where we're at, 730. And we pray together. Everybody in the church prays together. And you know, your name's on the list. Amen. And we're praying together. We're making our petitions known before the king. And we're going to do it every night during the week. Praise God. Now, on the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, we're going to be on three-day fast. Amen. And so, just keep that in prayer as well. Hallelujah. 